0: The TNT shop has great gift ideas for your furry family member at TNTradio.live. You're with Natalie Cheel and Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio TNT. Okay,
1: yes, you are with us. It is TNT. Uh, Open line, open line. That means you can give us a call towards the end of the show from around about twenty. Twenty past no 22 they are we will open our phone lines and you have the opportunity to give us a call and talk to either myself or natalie about stuff we're discussing here on the show or anything else that takes your fancy this is tnt natalie good morning it's friday uh well i'm not gonna ask how you're doing because you've had a hell of a week but let's pretend you haven't how you doing
2: yeah, uh, yeah, I'm all right. Uh, for those that don't know, my nan died today and I've got mm. a funeral to attend today. Uh, so it's uh, one of those moments uh, that's testing me January. I think uh, I, I keep using my mantra, this too uh, shall pass. And uh, I will refuse to pick up a drink and I will stay sober. So on that note, I'm doing I'm doing pretty well.
1: Yeah, well, I'm sorry to hear about uh, your nan passing away. And I know you have a funeral to attend after this as well from someone who died. I think it was on Christmas Eve as well. Uh, And we had a little strange chat this morning about, you know, burial protocols. I don't know where uh, any of you people out there where you live, but over here, if you die like today theres it, Friday? You will be buried by Monday, Tuesday at the absolute latest. It's just like a whirlwind when someone dies. Other people, like in England, uh, for example, you said uh, it could take a month before somebody's okay. buried. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I could imagine it just adds to the you know the stress of grieving when you you know you're still waiting for the person to be buried i don't know if it's a do you think it's a good it, thing or a bad it's, thing
2: It's it's awful um uh i, I said uh, earlier as well my best friend jess when she died in november at uh, 16th of november 2021 we weren't able uh to do her cremation until the 4th of january and uh, you can't grieve properly because no. the whole time you're thinking i i need to get this funeral out the way. Uh, and the same, so my nan died uh, yesterday, and it's likely to be the end of February. Um, I mean, it is, you know, a little bit easier when somebody, uh, she was 88. So we're going to yeah. use it as a celebration of her life. Uh, so this gap here is not as hard. But when you have such a tragedy, um, like like the one today, you know, he was only um, in his 50s. Uh, they've had to wait nearly a month uh, for, for, for that, or actually over a month. Uh, for that to to come around, and it's really really hard on all on all the relatives uh, to to wait and uh, not be able to to move to that next stage. So yeah, yeah I, I don't I don't agree with it here, but unfortunately, it's what happens in January and uh, December, uh, sometimes November, the winter seasons. They just can't keep up here, and then yeah. ends up being a massive backlog. And that was even worse in the COVID years
1: yeah well sorry about that and sickness as well a lot of uh, sickness and uh, you know people you know school kids apparently sickness levels are crazy at the minute workers sickness levels are through the roof there's a message here from the irish secondary teachers union to say massive amounts of sickness out there students and staff with weird immunosuppression ailments skin throat head and stomach very weird I'm a little bit insulated at the minute. Um, You know, I work from home, obviously. I don't hang around. I don't have any friends, you know, (laughs) pretty much I'm a bit of a loner. So I don't get to know uh, if people are being struck down with sickness, but I'd have heard reports from people that work in offices or that do work in you know companies with large amounts of people the sickness levels are crazy at the minute and people are com- grumbling and complaining about all sorts at the moment do you think this could be uh just the usual seasonal thing or is it a little bit uh more this year compared to for example you know
2: five I, years I, ago I, I mean i'm i'm more of a, a fan or fan or, or follower of uh, kind of terrain theory i think mm-hmm. people's mental health have been shot over the last 3 years and uh, people are very run down so i don't mm-hmm. think it's necessarily anything worse uh, uh going out there in terms of kind of germs but i think people are struggling and and they keep struggling to keep on top of their health and people are getting ill uh and uh like yesterday uh, my nan couldn't get a bed so when she did go into the hospital she had to stay in a&e uh, one of the kind of A and E beds for a day and a half, uh, and she was only able to get a bed right at the right at the last minute. So uh, really struggling uh, within the hospitals as well uh, to even get somewhere to, to you know. But for you to actually yeah. rest uh, and be put uh, put anywhere appropriate. I mean, we literally had, when I went to see her, you know, nurses, doctors rushing around everywhere. Um, it wasn't really the, the right uh, experience, but uh, I was just glad that I got to see her. But it's just yeah. given an example again of the state of the NHS service uh, at the moment, which is, is just so underfunded, uh, understaffed and not having enough money put into it.
1: I got a report from someone yesterday that uh, they had a friend who was in hospital uh, four days. She's been in hospital waiting on a trolley in the accident and emergency department with really bad Crohn's disease. They actually came to her. After four days, they said, we can't discharge you home. There's other people coming in that are even worse than you. Would you mind sitting and sleeping in a seat until we get you a bed? Because we need the bed in the corridor for other people coming in. Unbelievable. And some of the procedures that they actually wanted to do to that girl, they had to do some nasty procedures on her. They wanted her, them to do them in a little side room and then she used a public toilet afterwards. Unbelievable, but that's that's the state of play uh at the yes. minute. Um yeah, but uh we'll uh we'll pause. I was gonna say we'll pause and have some good news, but we've got a little update coming in from Gemma over <laughs> our friend uh who was gonna be nitrogen gassed. we were fingers and toes crossed that maybe he would get a reprieve, but he had a gruesome end as well. So we're gonna talk about that uh when we come back here more on T <laughs> more <laughs> death. We can't get enough of it on TNT yeah. T- today's news.
0: The latest have- Lines waiting for you. I follow the news pretty much throughout the day. Today's news talk radio, TNT.
1: <laughs> Maybe we should rebrand this TDT today's Death Talk. But here we yeah. go. Uh Gemma, our our chum that we were actually hoping if he got a staff execution, we could get him on open line here for a little chat. He could tell us what's going on, but we can't do that now because he's dead. Uh, the Alabama guy. What uh what was the end result for him? Obviously, it wasn't favorable.
3: No, uh, we talked about this yesterday. He was uh, he was waiting to see if his last appeal to the Supreme Court in America would mean that he didn't have to be executed in this first ever way in the world uh, with nitrogen gas. Nobody's ever used this as a, a form of killing a human being before. Vets have used it on animals, um, but it's very distressing for, for the animal and for the owner, and that vets don't use it anymore. They say it's cruel. Um, so he was on death row, uh, and at just after 2.25 a.m. this morning UK time, uh, he was executed with this gas. I talked about it with Dean Mackin uh, a few hours ago at six o'clock um, on the UK TNT Breakfast Show uh, and not much detail had come out because there were five representatives of the media that were allowed in and the facts that were coming out were that um, he, he, he writhed around and was gasping and making some distressing noises for a couple of minutes, then five minutes of heavy breathing and they kind of imp- implied that the process was fairly swift uh, and the, and the, the, the governors of Alabama and Alabama state when they announced they were going to be implementing this death penalty said that they thought it was humane uh, and they thought it was uh, actually better than the lethal injection. Campaigners had argued otherwise and said no, it's a form of torture and even the UN had waded in and said no, it's a form of torture, it's cruel and it's disproportionate. However, it did happen, um, that they they gassed him um, and facts that are coming out now, several hours later than when I first spoke about this story here on TNT, uh, reports are coming out that it was horrific. It actually took the man 22 minutes to be pronounced dead. Uh, and some of the kind of like facts about nitrogen oxide, nitrous gas is that when you uh, inhale it, what it does is systematically break down human tissue. So your body starts to destroy itself as the nitrogen in- it encroaches into the system. So first of all, it will be through the through the mouth, the nose and into the lungs, the tissue starts to d- dissolve. You can imagine the kind of pain, at least, with, at least with lethal injection, you're kind of knocked out pretty quick. Uh, and then I think the drug, I think the drug sodium pentothal, but I can't be, don't quote me on that, mm. that would have got to to work to stopping the heart. This is a completely new and different form of execution and unsurprisingly now we're seeing a lot of headlines saying you know how could this have happened. Yes he was on death row. Yes he committed a crime. Yes he murdered somebody. Yes he committed cash for, for money many years ago convicted in 1989 and they did try to, to do lethal injection a couple of years ago. It failed because they couldn't find a vein and they, they missed the window of stay of execution. Mm-hmm. However this raises serious questions. It also sets a precedent as you were talking about, about yesterday Natalie this will set a precedent if he loses his appeal Uh, and the reason behind this is because the drugs for lethal injection are becoming so difficult to come across and I was talking about this with Dean earlier Uh, manufacturers drug manufacturers just simply will not sell it for for execution anymore Uh, and the last farm you'll get this I mean I told Dean this I want I want to know your reaction the last pharmaceutical company to withdraw the drug for sale for this reason was Pfizer that said they don't want to sell drugs that kill people can you believe well. the irony of that one can you believe it um so that's where we are there are more and more more and more headlines coming out now about this execution i mean you know is an eye for an eye the right type of uh, punishment anyway that's a whole nother story what it is is this morning here um this is the first type of death carried out in this way I very much doubt whether it'll be the last many countries around the world still use the death penalty many in states in the in, in America still use it some still use the electric chair so where we go from here remains to be seen but friends and family of this man uh, are deeply distressed uh
1: okay I was thinking about this guy last night and you know we like to try we have this mantra here if you don't laugh you cry all I was thinking about was what if someone pranked the executioner and swapped off the nitrogen for nitrous oxide, which is laughing gas, and they stuck the mask <laughs> on that guy and he started laughing uncontrollably in the execution chamber. Maybe that's a nicer, more humane way to go laugh yourself yeah. to death. Uh, I can i can think of worse ways to go than that, but unfortunately for our friend here, uh, he didn't make it 22 minutes and out he went. And when you were describing his death symptoms, the last time I ran for a bus, it sounded the same to me, panting and gasping, for about 10 minutes, then writhing around uh, before he collapsed. (laughs) The last time I ran for a bus, the same thing happened to me. (laughs) Gemma, uh, sorry to be so irreverent. RIP, uh, Mr. Alabama. Michelle Moan, Baroness Moan, is making the headlines. Her and her husband, Douglas Barrowman, uh, 75 million quid's worth of assets have been seized. It's just seemed to be going from bad to worse for our Michelle, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, the headlines coming out this morning that Bar- Baroness Michelle Moan and her husband, Douglas Barrowman have had these £75 million pounds worth of assets seized as part of the ongoing criminal investigation into their uh, PPE MedPro company that was set up uh, in 2020 and then a month later was granted a, an £81 million pound contract and went on to get £200 million pounds worth of government contracts to supply PPE, much of which it's alleged was faulty. It wasn't just the UK government, the Australian government got loads of equipment from PPE Medro, Medro and they are suing PPE Medro for £122 million pounds because of the gowns that they applied, which also won't fit for purpose. Um, The National Crime Agency's investigation has been going on since May 2021. And of course, the key part was that Um, that Douglas Barrowman's got links to this company uh, and he's a head of the consortium of PPE Medro and Baroness Moan recommended the company uh, for fast track VIP supply and to get all the contracts and then denied any links with it. Well, your husband's running it, love, you know. So, And then she's always denied that. And the couples have come out all guns blazing and said, oh, yeah, we did lie, but there's nothing really wrong with that. I mean, they're they're a classic narcissist. But also just looking at the assets that have been seized, you know, how much money uh, and how how much is ever enough for people like this because they've got a belgravia townhouse that's been seized an isle of man estate which is absolutely huge and beautiful that's been seized 15 bank accounts that's been seized they started to sell off some assets like yachts you know there's 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 they've got so much stuff and so many homes and yet they still felt it necessary to bid for these multi multi multi-million pound contracts did they how much money is ever enough for people at the top of the food chain you know and so yeah it's an ongoing investigation we don't know the outcome yet but the 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 national crime agency is certainly you know going going in all guns blazing today
1: yeah, not this uh, Baroness Moan, <laughs> you know, it makes me chuckle. I can't take her very seriously, especially when she prefixes herself with Baroness. And we know our very own Charlotte uh, of Burnley has called herself the Baroness once again, which I think is absolutely brilliant. Uh, you know, yep. Michelle Moan, let's just uh, say she's, uh, well, you know, is she a Baroness or what?
2: I think, um, I'm, and I'm not trying to uh, like defend her here. I do think she's being used as a scapegoat. I think mm. uh, once her name come out, it's been like let's keep pushing her name out in the papers, and then the uh, uh, responsibility for all of this goes away from the government a little, a little bit. Uh, she's obviously in the wrong. It's disgusting. Mm. These these kind of narcissist, as you said. Uh, Gemma who, they can't help it. They just want more power. They want more money. They, 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 it's like within them, that's what they want to do. Uh, but yeah, she is in the wrong. They're going to keep denying it, but the uh, mainstream media are going to keep pushing it because they, they've decided she's the scapegoat for oh. the PPE scandal. So we're just going to keep uh, moaning about moan, it would seem.
1: <laughs> moaning about moan all <laughs> the way through 24, 2024 <laughs> and probably into 2025. Listen, thank you so much uh, for that double double whammy this morning there, uh, Gemma, and we will talk again, uh, fingers crossed, during the Locked and Loaded show. have got to take a break for now before we welcome our first guest, Mr. Nick Dunn, uh, to talk about conscription and this general state of play here in the UK. We'll be right back after this short break. Don't go away. This is TNT, today's news talk.
0: TNT's Pella Neuroth-Taylor. We we need to do a lot of deconstruction
4: of these phrases and, and really think about what it means because what does far right mean i i'd say that far right means anything that you don't like and um it's just a label a bit like the the chinese under mao their state press used to call uh, anyone who was an ideological opponent capitalist pig dogs or whatever and it was just meant to evoke a response and it was a signal from the rulers to the rule that this is what you should think without actually having to think it's it's, it's, a, it's a, meant to evoke a sort of pavlovian reaction that you're a, these are bad guys and uh, a moderate, in, in, in our lingo, I mean, let's say it's foreign coverage, the BBC will say the moderate blah, blah, blah party in the third world. Meaning, well, the guys we approve of, and then the extremist is someone we don't approve of.
0: Helen taylor on today's News Talk TNT. God's truth
4: is enduringly true throughout all the generations. It transcends culture. The church is always going to be an embattled people if it's swimming with the tide it's not being the church of Jesus
5: Christ look to the past learn from the past because the whole world lies in the power of the evil one China has more than 200 confirmed cases of coronavirus, it's called. The entire state of California ordered to stay at home, that's 40. California has some of the strictest policies leveled against churches. Gavin Newsom's executive order threatens jail time and a $1,000 a day fine.
0: Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. co2 the world stops breathing co2 sustains all life on earth government the wef and the elite believe humans are the carbon they really want to be rid of today's news talk tnt radio
1: Okay, with all this uh, talk of conscription that's been dominating uh, conversations this week, we're very happy to be joined this morning for the first time by Nick Dunn. Nick is an uh, ex-member of the Parachute Regiment who has served in both Iraq and Afghanistan. He's worked in anti piracy and as part of the group of ex-soldiers known as the Chennai Six wrongfully imprisoned in jail and he wrote about his experiences in his book uh surviving hell that you can pick up on amazon search for surviving hell under nick dunn nick conscription national service where we're talking uh amongst ourselves this week about you know people will willingly go and volunteer uh, to fight for king and country or queen and country, as you did in the past. And if that's what people want to do, there's no problem with that at all. What do you think of the chances are if they try and push conscription at the minute? Because it seems to be the overwhelming uh, majority of people wouldn't go and fight for this government under its current guise for maybe proxy wars that they're trying to start with Russia. Uh, What do you think?
6: Um, Me personally, from my experiences, um, when I joined the the military there was that incentive to join um for the uk government and the british army chiefs to even contemplate talking about a conscription for the uk is quite ludicrous from my part it would never happen never in a million years especially in this generation um many people have said in the past um the tough generation are ceasing to exist they're getting older and the newer generation um whether you want to believe it, it's been dumbed down it's made it's been made softer um, and it's quite apparent you can see in every country around the world now we are becoming a softer generation and quite frankly why would you go and fight for a, a proxy war which aim has no any positives out of it and it's just well to make people money and that's not what I wanted to do when I joined the army and I don't think anyone in this day and age would want to do the same either.
1: Nick, do you think that uh, the fact that people are more not clued in at the moment, but with the rise of the internet, probably uh, when you joined the army, you were uh, you know quite young. Uh, maybe there wasn't the same access to information. Uh, you know, you, there's a very slick marketing campaign with uh, you know enlisting uh, to people to join the air force, the navy, or the army, or whatever uh, division of the armed forces that it is. And like I said, a lot of people have a lot of friends uh, that went into the military and served their time. They've came out of it now. Not a lot of those guys that I would still be in contact with at the minute would say that they would be happy to go back into the military, for example, in the case of a so-called emergency, like they felt under threat from Russia at the minute, which is what they're pushing at the minute. Grand Shops is saying, well, if uh, Russia should win this war with Ukraine, which let's face it, it has, that Britain could be next. A lot of people aren't buying into that now because of the amount of information that's freely available to them, either online or, for example, in the like of TNT. Do you think that's contributing also to the shift in people's attitudes that they wouldn't? enlist the way they did in 1914 to fight for king and country
6: 100 with what you're saying there the information that people can get a hold of yes some people might get a hold of uh, misinformation or totally wrong information but majority of the information that you can seek is truth and i'm sorry um i've i've been in many discussions with people who keep saying. Russia is the aggressor. Um, I'm not saying Russia are the good guys, but are we the good guys? You've got to you've got to think, are we the good guys? And quite frankly, I don't think we are. I think we've lost our way of uh, track and how we conduct business. Well, you know, Russia keeps saying you you're, you're coming to our doorstep. Yeah, it's like that. It's like the story about the kid and the hornet nest. The kid keeps prodding the hornet nest. The hornets sting the net, uh, sting the kid, and the kid plays victim. Who's actually the victim? The hornets. Because they were just going about their own business till a kid came round and starts hitting them with a stick. And that's exactly, I would feel, and how I'm perceiving it, how Russia feel we're mm-hmm. coming and expanding NATO they said in the 90s we wouldn't do that we we've all heard about the min the Minsk agreement that was just built up lies why would people want to fight for lies we did that with Iraq when Tony Blair sent the UK and then he gets a knighthood mm-hmm. it's the man so- should go to prison.
1: He, he should, because he's a war criminal, uh, Nick, by he any uh, stretch and, of the amount. He is. Him am- and George
6: Bush. Uh, in, yeah, him, and
1: George, him and George Bush as well. Not like, we only got have a minute left. Nick uh, makes a brilliant analogy there about the kid poking the hornet's nest, then the kid uh, gets stung. You know, the kid isn't, re- well, he he suffered as a result of it, but ultimately he was the antagonist, and the hornets were just simply defending themselves. So I think that's a pretty good analogy, Nat.
2: What do you say? Yeah. It is. But the the irony as well with the protagonist is that they're also pushing this like diversity, equality and inclusion. So if they want to do conscription, you know, I used to think of the army like you, Nick, it's tough men, you know, people, yes. real fighters. If you want to push the same thing, who is actually going to come fight for you in conscription? A, a bunch of weak, uh, weak, blue and green haired women, you know, like. You can't have it both ways. You can't have conscription, can you? Ampush diversity, inclusion and and all of that malarkey, I would think.
6: Well, we keep now hearing uh, after the whole uproar on social media with the conscription, I literally just saw social media just go into a meltdown. And I was was just speaking with ex-military colleagues and we were laughing and we were thinking, you know, if, if we went to war, we wouldn't last two minutes. I'm I'm sorry because in this generation that the, the, they are more concerned about whether it's cow's milk or oat milk or almond milk that goes in their lattes, <laughs> whether than the national security. You know, people are talking about uh, bringing hopefully back the national service. Well, that's never going to happen. But what you could try and do is not 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 as tough as National Service but give people the incentive say for those who come out of broken homes who uh, are in gangs especially in the UK we have a big knife crime uh, mm. and that could give them incentive to mature and you know move forward in life instead of going down the route of end up stabbing someone or be potentially stabbed herself yeah, Wise can words Can I just quickly
2: w- say that about yeah. uh, my son's a cadet and uh, a lot of people don't realise that there's a lot of uh, poverty, people can't do anything, the cadets is actually free. He he gets to go on on a Tuesday, Thursday, you know, and those are the type of things that that's not being pushed. You know, you could get people off the street actually doing stuff as you get given meaning and purpose and that's not getting pushed, but instead that you're going down this ridiculous route. So I just wanted to let people know if they didn't know out there that things mm-hmm. like cadets, you know, is something that you can sign up for and, and, and it's really good for you. Even if you don't go on to join the army afterwards.
6: Yeah. Just, uh, just, I, I was thinking about, you know, with the national service, give them incentive six months, not as tough as like six months basic military training, but, to give them an a, an idea of what military life is like, and they will mature because I did when I joined at the age of eighteen. And at the end of the six months, if you want to stay in and do actual soldiering, then sign again. You, you, they give you that option, but there's no harm, hard, hard feelings if you if you say do four months and you can't hack it anymore. There's no hard feelings. You could leave, so it's it's like national service, but not as you know you have to do your six months so there's a bit of an incentive as well and and like i said to get away from knife crime and just crime in general which is for youngsters in the uk is a, a big problem
1: yeah. Nick, uh, really appreciate uh, you coming on. You've said so much wisdom and spoke so much common sense in a very, very short space of time. We really, really appreciate you doing that. I'd like to get you back uh, to talk for a little bit longer on my show, Locked and Loaded, about some of the experiences you've had in prison, especially, and about self-discipline, which I think is also sadly lacking in today's generation as well. But in the meantime, uh, please take time to follow Nick on social media. He's at Dunn 1986 On uh, the X or Twitter platform, and check out his book, Surviving Hell, that you can buy on Amazon as well. Big salute to you, Nick. Big TNT salute to you this morning, my friend. And thanks very much for coming on. Have an absolutely fantastic weekend. We've got to take a quick headline break right now, and then Callum Smiles will be joining us uh, again here on Open Line. So don't go away. Stay tuned for more here on TNT Today's News Talk. Turn
6: on the news. News, news, news,
0: News, flash.
6: TNT Radio News. here with a quick look at your TNT headlines. US Vice President Kamala Harris has been called out for her hypocrisy after sensationally warning Americans not to vote for Donald Trump because he'd go after his political enemies. In a stunning show of solidarity, 25 US states have vowed to stand with Texas in its fight to defend the southern border, and a new survey has found 28% of Generation Z adults in America are now either gay, lesbian, bisexual or something else entirely.
0: We're the pinup boys and poster girls for free speech. We just don't look as impressive as Vladimir Putin shirtless on a horse. Yeah. 24-7, 365, we never stop sifting fact from fiction, misinformation from the truth. From government overreach, to the latest on mandates, big tech censorship, to propaganda gone mad. Listen to TNT Radio and get the news and views direct from our expert presenters and commentators anywhere you go. Ask Alexa or Google to play TNT Radio or download the TNT Radio app for free from the App Store or Google Play. Today's News Talk, this is TNT Radio. Anyway.
2: Welcome back. And uh, Callum Smiles is back with us as well. Independent journalist and roving reporter. Of course, he was live from Davos with us last week and he will be in Telford tomorrow. Uh, they've uh, got a protest about justice for the victims of grooming gangs. Uh, uh, you can follow it under the hashtags of Telford and Rape of Britain on X. And of course, follow Callum Smiles as well at smiles underscore news and Callum uh, at uh dot CallumsmilesMedia.com, I should say. And of course, please go and donate to him because he's doing such valuable work as well. Callum, uh, so this protest was arranged by Tommy Robinson, wasn't it? Uh he's been exposing grooming gangs uh for quite a while now.
4: He has, hasn't he? Like it's it's um it's, it's almost like the conspiracy theory thing, isn't it? You know all these conspiracy theories that came true. Well, everything that he's talked about has seemed to, unfortunately, been true. I think a, a lot of people who, you know, you say, uh, oh, have you seen what Tommy Robinson's done? Or have you followed this by Tommy Robinson? Quite often, or rather it used to be, they didn't to go, oh, well, you're just racist. Like, well, no, I, I would love it if this guy was lying. But unfortunately, young girls are being raped at a, well, one is too many. So. It's a stupidly high rate.
2: Yeah. And I was going to say he is a polarizing figure. And I love him or hate him, whether you agree with him, whether you think he's controlled opposition, all of those things, regardless of that, this is still a huge, important issue. You know, even if he's heading those protests and you don't like him, this needs, you know, to come into the mainstream media, doesn't it? And be made uh, aware of uh, people need to know about it.
4: Well, yeah. And, it, you know, it's like, as you said then, whether you like him or love him, you don't have to like someone to accept something they're saying is true. It's like the globalists. I think they're geniuses. I think they are so smart. Doesn't mean I like them. It's more of a, you know, know thy enemy and hats off to them because it's incredible what they've achieved. And unfortunately, you know, whether you like Tommy Robinson or not, the fact of the matter is there is a certain portion of society. The, the mainstream media don't like to name. Unfortunately, the police don't like to name that yeah. have a well, there's a common theme. And unfortunately, you know, whilst we're all squabbling about what's racist and what's not and what's nice and, you know, girl, girls being raped. That, that's the, that's the crux. Of it. Girls are yeah. being raped.
2: So yeah, a report as well from a three year inquiry into the scandals was released in July 2022, revealed that more than a thousand girls had been abused over a 40-year period. It's it's quite hard to even put that figure um into context in your head. Do we know of all the predators, the suspects, have they all been punished or in prison, or are some of them still just just walking around free?
4: well put it this way so i remember watching um, and i've not seen all of them i don't know if you guys have seen it either because this is one episode of basically a series of the rape of britain i remember watching one and there was one guy that um raped and impregnated a 15 year old girl and unfortunately you know had an abortion and they took dna from it and 50 percent of the dna was from him and the cps let this man go on the on the rape of a child because insufficient evidence. Hold on. Like, you can't get more black and white than half of the DNA from this aborted baby was his. And yet, which begs a question, doesn't it? How high does this go? Who Who is involved in all this? You know, we've seen whistleblowers get, well, tarnished, get crushed. You know, sometimes you see people die when they come up with information like this. So how high does this go if the CPS are willing to literally let a rapist walk free because insufficient evidence?
2: well, i'm I, I'm only assuming that they're trying to say it was consensual because I know they were trying to blame a lot of the victims, say almost trying to say it was their fault, and they were willingly choosing to prostitute themselves. So, Rick, do you think we actually know the true extent, even though we've been told there's a thousand victims? Could it could could it even possibly be more? Do it, it as all of Without it been doubt. exposed? Do we think?
1: Without a doubt, if they're if the media is reporting a thousand, then you know it's like excess deaths, or it's like you know deaths from the COVID jab. If they're telling you there's a hundred, you know, stick another zero in the end of that, possibly, and you could be getting closer to the real figure. And this has been going on. This hasn't just happened recently. This has been going on for decades and decades. We saw the same thing with the Irish, you know, the Catholic Church, the Roman Catholic Church in Ireland, just. Hundreds of years of institutional abuse of children that was covered up and brushed away. You know, homes for women, unwed women with babies, you know, finding septic tanks with hundreds of babies' bodies in them, you know, decades after the event. Who only knows the extent of this one, Callum? And here's the thing too, you you raise a very good question. How high does this go? And I think with any type of scandal like this, that more isn't being done for it. The first question we have to ask is, well, how high does this go? How far does this reach? And who are they trying to ultimately protect? Because let's be honest, Callum, they're not protecting the children. They're not protecting these girls and, and, and boys that are being raped by these gangs. They're ultimately protecting the perpetrators to a greater degree. So how high do you think this does? Actually
4: cool. Well, I mean, we we've already seen, haven't we, how there's been a uh, Labour MPs and Labour councillors, basically politicians have been involved in all this. I remember there was a video of a um, I think he's a Pakistani descent, uh, a copper in was it Bradford? and there was a video that went round where basically he was confronted because he was involved. So there you go. The police are now involved, and obviously the CPS are letting things go. And um, and you know in Natalie, you make a point there, that they said, um, Oh well, these girls are prostituting themselves. If that's their defense, these are 15-year-old girls. You know, legally, the law of the land here in the United Kingdom is you do not, you can't give consent for yourself from under 16. So again, how is that? But I'm I'm gonna read something out for you now because so I've got an interview lined up tomorrow, and this woman has told me um, I worked for a charity and we supported one of the grooming victims. Uh, when she made a statement to the police. She was then frightened by the gang, so withdrew her statement. She was charged with false reporting. Wow. So so we have all the facts and all this information that this stuff goes on. And yet, do you know what? Sometimes false rape accusations are made, and I think that is a heinous crime in itself. Uh However, to think a young girl, when there is a common theme here, has made this sort of claim... And then he's frightened, and surely you'd realise she's frightened when, when you know. I think, Henry, when she's when she's withdrawing this claim, you'd either, well, at the very least, go right. We're going to let this go, and maybe go, don't do this again. But to then go after a young girl like, with 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 charges against herself, like heck, God forbid, like you know, isn't... bring bring on the rapture, you know, yeah, <laughs> stop the world, I'm sick. getting off. <laughs>
1: Uh, is this not callum as well is this not ultimately as well to completely destroy any faith that people have in any so-called justice system because let's face it all faith in politicians is gone i don't think there's anybody out there that trusts any politicians in the current crop that there is there's a lot of people proposing alternatives which is great but at the minute faith in politicians and politics is almost zero faith in the medical profession Almost zero. Faith in big pharma went away to almost nothing. Faith in the legal and justice system or the government will look after its homeless and, and take care of its elderly. Out the window as well. Is this just not another nail into people's faith to make them more despondent and more hopeless and more, uh, how would you say, open to a, an all-encompassing one government type solution uh, to restore justice, to restore order, to make sure this doesn't happen again? Because let's face it, like who has any faith in the justice system these days? And
4: do you know, yeah, do you know, yeah, I think you're right. And and that's the thing that scares me the most. You know, when you look at all these institutions that fall to globalists, woke, BS, I always, you know, until recent years, always kind of thought, well, at least the judiciary will be fair. You know, when there is black and white proof, you know, the judiciary will be a referee. And you might like someone the other bit more and a bit leaning on one side, but when there is black and white proof, and we see good people get thrown under the bus that scares the hell out of me because i look at the police now and and i can't help it i i feel a bit of disdain towards them i almost feel like it's an you know they are an enemy and which we we shouldn't we shouldn't think like that in the west you know my, some people in my family used to be in the police i grew up thinking the police are good you know do do, do what is right if a policeman ask you a question you know, just just speak to them, be open with them. Now, like I'm, if a copper speaks to me now, the first thing I want to do is not say anything because I have zero faith in the British judiciary, and I think some of the stuff that Tommy Robinson's going to reveal this Saturday is just going to reinforce that, unfortunately.
2: Um, I mean, I actually completely agree. I think growing up uh, kind of like council anyway, you, it, I was like kind of taught, oh, don't trust the police. And I think that's just got worse and worse as I've got older. Um, and what you were saying about the lady's statement, I think, you know, you'd like to think, oh, this has come out. This won't be happening again. But let's be honest, it's probably still going on right now. I think there's, you know, there's a very good chance grooming gangs are still functioning um up there up in the north and they're probably still turning a blind eye to yeah. some of it aren't they
4: well interestingly do you know i did a report for rebel news last year in skegness uh they gave um fat there was five hotels four on the seafront uh where they'd be given to migrants and i remember me and uh, me and my producer were filming in this park where we put the drone up. We, we we like to annoy people with the drone it's good fun <laughs> and um and i was saying to them, i went do you know what This is the perfect park to rape someone in. And unfortunately someone probably is. And I remember a few months ago, it was then in the news, a girl was raped in that park by a migrant as I, I I hate the fact I knew this was coming. And if just some, you know, independent journalist who, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm a nobody. Basically I'm just a person in the general public. If I can see it, why can't, why can't the CPS? Why can't the police? Why can't the politicians? Or maybe they can see it and maybe exactly.
0: they cover it up. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly.
2: And, and, and are they willingly turning a blind eye because that they've got more important things to talk about or are they taking money? We just don't know at this stage, Legal but we ops. know it's going on. We know these injustices are happening. Yeah, money talks, and uh, yeah, that's what the protest is about. To uh, tomorrow, um, I'm sure Callum's gonna be able to come back and tell us exactly uh, what what's gonna go on tomorrow. And obviously, like you said, you can follow him on X at Callum Smiles underscore News, and of course follow he the protest. On well. Uh, okay, uh, so we've got to take, we have got to take a break. We could carry on talking to Callum, I'm sure, for ages. Uh, but we've got more stories to cover here at today's news talk after our break.
5: I'm Cal Fire Battalion Chief Isaac Sanchez, and normally we like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourselves and your family safe during wildfires. But given the historic impacts that the weather has had on our state this year, we would like to provide you with tips on how to keep yourself safe during extreme weather. If you reside in an area susceptible to flooding. Please take the necessary steps to prepare to evacuate if advised. Make sure you've identified at least two exit routes out of your neighborhood as one of them may be blocked or flooded. As the weather develops, remember to check in on vulnerable neighbors and family members. They may need additional time to prepare for evacuation. And just like during a wildfire, if you feel unsafe, please evacuate. You don't have to wait for the order to come. Keep an emergency go bag ready in case you need to evacuate. And always remember to plan for the safety of your pets as well. If you must leave, never drive around roadblocks. It can take as little as 12 inches of water to sweep your vehicle away. And always remember the mantra, turn around, don't drown. Be aware of first responders working in highly impacted areas, especially on the roads. For additional safety tips and updates on CAL FIRE activities, follow us on social media or visit fire.ca.gov.
0: My name's Stacy, I'm 57, and I was adopted in
6: 2020.
5: We were
3: adopted in 2019.
5: And we were adopted in 2021.
6: We had a house, Um, and it sounds crazy, but it wasn't a home. The one thing that Jake and Emma brought is it became a home. When I met Dakota, he had just turned
0: 14.
2: You weren't there for the first this and the first that. I missed the first words, but
5: we got a lot of other firsts. Watching her say, oh my God, I cannot believe I got my license. And she's like, I passed. And I'm like, girl.
4: (laughs) See them grow. It is.
3: They chose to love us. They didn't have to. They chose
5: us. Family. You and you. Kids in the middle. What I thought was a complete life was nowhere near complete.
0: (laughs) But it is now.
3: Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org.
0: You're with Natalie Cheel and Rick Munn on today's News Talk Radio TNT.
1: Okay, uh, this is an open line. The lines are open. And if you want to give us a call, then please do so. Check out the numbers. They're on our website, tntradio.live. Uh, very uh, interesting conversation with young Callum there, who's going to be covering the Telford protests. I'm having a look at the live chat. I'm stepping back. It's been a manic old show here this morning. I'm stepping back, just looking at the live chat here right now. Uh, Molly Bites is also uh, endorsing this uh, protest. And Molly, of course, is a long time uh, contributor to our live chat. Uh, great chap. And uh, I think, Mali, you were ex-services as well. So hopefully you enjoyed the conversation with Nick Dunn uh, that we had here this morning. So uh, Mali's promoting this one as well. And listen, let's not lose sight of what this protest is about. This this is about shining a light on child abuse. This is about trying to get people uh, prosecuted for child abuse. And this is about uh, letting the survivors know that they're not on their own, not being it being hijacked by a certain high-level prominent figure possibly or anything detracting away from what that protest is actually all about in Telford tomorrow it's about Justice hopefully it's a because we've got a hope for it listen if you don't have hope then you've got the and if you've got the spur you've got absolutely no positive outcome whatsoever so let's try and uh, support that protest at Telford uh Skippy says in the UK we can't even train our reserves properly let alone millions of people off the street talking about the conscript uh, the conscription uh, the discussion is with Well, also, I noticed a a good message there from uh, Mazzy. She was talking about, when I talked about justice, she said, listen, there's never really been any justice to begin with. I find that very hard to disagree with you on that one, uh, Mazzy, because let's face it, when you cast your eye, over stories that are breaking, a lot of stories that we cover here even now. It's about how uh, the, the the most evil, heinous people are getting off with literally murder while normal, everyday people are serving jail time for you know what effectively are jumped up misdemeanors. So yes, I think that's all part of the plan here. Uh, River says, I like Callum. He's a wise lad. Yes, he is. Charlotte, the Baroness of Burnley herself said, we love Callum. And she's put that in block capitals as well. So she's really emphasizing that point. Uh, so yes, it's all good. And uh, Wee Fat Shug says, yes, ch- children are innocent. I've said it many times. The law does not exist. Very hard to disagree with that as well. I don't know if you read the comic 2000 AD, but there's a character in there called Judge Dread, and his motto is, I am the law. And he acts as judge, jury and executioner. At the same time, maybe we need to model ourselves on a mega city one instead of uh, you know, Sadiq Khan's Nasty city, one which is also known as London, London, mate, in it, London. But anyway, uh, Natalie, uh, with news stories to talk about as
2: well. Good grief, we have to try and squeeze I, so I much in here. A, what, what are we going to talk liked- about? I like the Judge Dredd movie with Sylvester Stallone. It didn't go down Mm -hmm. very well, but I actually thought it was quite good. So that's worth Mm -hmm. a watch if you want to go and watch Mm -hmm. uh, something older. Um, Yeah, and uh, we move on to an actual story now. Uh, Israel, uh, Gaza and the genocide case uh, on Friday. So South Africa have obviously taken uh, this to the International Court of Justice, and uh, there's going to be uh, some form of result at about twelve o'clock. So uh, it, it kind of comes in two parts. Uh, so they're they're looking at the actual genocide itself, but to start with, uh, they want to try and get in emergency measures to protect against uh, further severe and irreparable harm to the rights of Palestinian people under the Genocide Convention. So that's the what they're probably going to be looking at today. Um, and I uh, saw it. Uh, video on X this morning of Julia Hartley Brewer or whatever yes. her name is and she was saying essentially uh, yeah, she has been accused of being a Zionist but she did say uh, well I'm sorry uh, uh, but although I went on holiday to South Africa, uh, people pointed out uh, for Christmas, uh, South Africa has got its own problems and they've got no right talking about the Israel uh, genocide so I was a bit like mm, well you, you, were, you were okay to go there for a nice vacation they can't have as many problems as uh, as you're trying to to try, trying to claim and we know south africa's got its own issues but they've got every right to uh mm-hmm. to come come and, and and say you know how many people has it have been de- killed now more than twenty five thousand seven hundred have been killed since october um if that's not an amount that needs a genocide investigating what is how many people do we need to get to rick
1: yeah, that's the thing. How, what's what's the tipping point before this is acknowledged for what it is? And irrespective, we talked. Uh, I talked yesterday with Basil about this. Uh, I think it was unlocked and loaded. Uh, he stepped up, and he we were talking about the outcome of this that's due today. That even if it rules the way it should rule, uh, Netanyahu has basically said, "Listen, we're not going to be." Dictated to. We're not going to be told what to do. Uh, we're we're defending ourselves. We're doing whatever message measures that we taking, whatever measures that we deem necessary to protect ourselves. So whether or not uh, they're found guilty, or whether or not they're found innocent, or whatever else they're told to do, Netanyahu has effectively said, "You can tell us whatever you like. We're just going to plow on regardless." So uh, it'll put a lot of people in a very sticky situation, especially Britain and America, if they continue to support Israel uh, the way they are and their rhetoric whenever they've been found guilty of committing genocide against Palestinians and uh, by the ICJ, it's gonna put them in a strange position. Well, we're gonna keep supporting them despite the fact that they've been found guilty by this court. It's going to make for a very interesting weekend, I would think, uh, at Whitehall, saying how are we going to spin this one or what are we going to do on Monday morning because they're going to be talking about us on TNT. Uh,
2: Can I make a prediction, though? Seeing that uh, we've only just said to Callum about the authorities following the money, what's the betting that uh, the uh, International Court of Justice will find that Israel isn't guilty or there'll be some loophole and uh, uh, it will be worded in such a way that they'll be allowed to carry on defending their nation anyway. So chances are, chances are, you know, it's it's corrupt to the core. There's, there's money to exchanging hands, isn't there? So yeah. uh, it will be interesting to see what comes out of it.
1: It's like all these COVID inquiries, Natalie. They're going on. They're just uh, paying lip service. They're kangaroo courts. Yeah.
2: You know, uh, you know what? Well,
1: who's going to who, who? Who have you seen arrested? Remember all the Twitter files that came out, the X files. So there's been a big reveal. <laughs> Remember at they the were time I said it's been a week and there's been no arrest. It's been two weeks and there's been no arrest. How long has it been now? A year? A year and the, a half? the only how many arrests, people have. People Rick? have been arrested. We know Tony Blair's a war criminal. He hasn't been arrested. We know Medasala Matt Hancock was responsible for the deaths of ten of thousands of people in nursing homes has he been arrested the same thing oh. with Netanyahu and co they're you know 25 to 30 000 people uh women and children killed in gaza millions of people displaced you know a humanitarian crisis going on there who's been arrested who's who's been who, stopped in all of this a lot of pontificating about it but nothing's actually been done so but who these- does
2: get arrested rick the whistleblowers Julian yeah. Assange David yep. McBride those are the yep. ones getting arrested not the actual people that are doing the crimes it's only the yep. people that try and actually out them so that that's how it works at the moment so do i think this is actually going to be a fair result in this uh, no. inquiry no, no. it's
1: beautiful. crazy and, you know, when you when you read some of the stories, other stories that we've been covering are, are hinting at this week, there was one guy who's been uh, found guilty of, you know, hate for sending out stickers and around about 2019 to say about, you know, if things keep going the way they are, uh, the white people will be uh, replaced in Britain by 2066. That's just a statement of something that could actually happen if things keep going the way it is. It's not an, an incitement uh, to hatred. It's just his opinion, whether you agree with it or not, sending out stickers. And then he was said, well, actually, he was found guilty by a jury uh, of incitement to hatred. And, you know, he's he's being prosecuted for this. There was an old man uh, jailed for throwing blue paint over a statue this week in Ireland. And another guy was let free for exposing himself to a 10-year-old girl. Again, it just makes you absolutely bang your head off the wall in despair at the so-called just the system or the law system in the UK. I think it's 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 meant to undermine us and, and make us despondent when it comes to law and order because let's face it, where is where is the law? Where is the law? Um, we need Judge Dredd not like we, need, and it's, we, need, uh, we need we need judge dread
2: he is the law. yeah exactly and then just a quick story uh before we go uh talking about basically hypocrisy and the law uh you know we we've got all this fake kind of lgbtqia uh, misogyny uh and then we've got this story from the african uh, cup of nations so we've got uh, security guards who are literally groping women um uh you know literally how getting their hands full as as much as they possibly can and smiling about doing so uh and that's been that that's that's okay because it's in africa you know so let women get touched up let women get molested uh that's okay in another side of the world but we're we're right here uh if you if you say a hurty word instead rick uh, in in the UK or the West, then it's absolutely terrible, and you should go to prison. But yeah, just just let it happen in Africa because Black Lives Matter, and let the, the 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 Black women get molested is what I'm hearing uh, from this. Mind and you, I'm not agreeing with that, by the way. Mind
1: you, I don't know if you fly much. I used to fly a lot in airports, and I don't know, Natalie. But any person that chooses for a living to put on latex gloves and rub their hands all over <laughs> people's body all day long I think they need serious background investigation checks carried out on them and yes this is happening in Africa but believe me it happens at a lot of airports in the UK as well there's some very dodgy dudes who get it yeah. off as much and frisking off the men as they do frisking off the women as well it's like it's time for me to check the insides of your thighs before you board the plane. it's like I didn't even set the detector <laughs> off bro give me a brick. I'm just minding my own business. (laughs) But anyway. uh, Power trip again.
2: People on a power trip. They're everywhere.
1: Could you put your hands over your head and turn around please? Why? I haven't done anything, I've passed all your teeth. Could you stand on one leg? I'm just about to insert my fingers somewhere. No, I'm having absolutely none of it. But <laughs> sorry about that people, I just thought, why not? It's Friday and uh, it's made our Nat laugh and she needs a bit of a chuckle today yep. as well. So listen, you go and have as best a weekend as you possibly can you. and we shall reconvene on Monday. This has been Open Line for this week. Thanks for listening. I'll be back after the news with more here on Locked and Loaded. TNT don't go away.